in 2 Samuel chapter 9. 2 Samuel chapter 9. Verse 1. I want to talk to you about the power of a promise. Read from the New King James. Now David said, Is there still anyone who is left of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? And there was a servant of the house of Saul whose name was Ziba. So when he had called him to David, the king said to him, are you Ziba? He said, at your service. Then the king said, Is there not still someone of the house of Saul to whom I may show the kindness of God? And Ziba said to the king, There is still a son of Jonathan who is lame in his feet. So the king said to him, Where is he? And Ziba said to the king, Indeed, he is in the house of Micah, the son of Amiel, in Lodabar. Then King David sent and brought him out of the house of Maker the son of Amiel from Lodabar. Now when Ephibosheth the son of Jonathan the son of Saul had come to David he fell on his face and prostrated himself and David then David said Ephibosheth and he answered here is your servant. So David said to him do not fear for I will surely show you kindness for Jonathan, your father's sake, and will restore to you all the land of Saul, your grandfather, and you shall eat bread at my table continually. Then he bowed himself and said, What is your servant that you should look upon such a dead dog as I? And the king called to Ziba, Saul's servant, and said to him, I have given to your master's son all that belong to Saul and to all his house. You therefore and your sons and your servants shall work the land for him and you shall bring in the harvest that your master's son may have food to eat. But Mephibosheth, your master's son, shall eat bread at my table always. Now Ziba had 15 sons and 20 servants. Then Ziba said to the king, according to all that my lord the king has commanded his servant, so will your servant do. As for Mephibosheth, said the king, he shall eat at my table like one of the king's sons. And Mephibosheth had a young son whose name was Micah. And all who dwelt in the house of Ziba were servants of Mephibosheth. So Mephibosheth dwelt in Jerusalem, for he ate continually at the king's table, and he was lame in both his feet. We read quite a bit there, so regardless of what the preacher says, you got a word from God tonight. Amen. Mephibosheth was his name. He had a tough lot. He had a tough life from the very start. He lived in an obscure place called Lodabar. And if you think his name is a tongue twister, his life was even more twisted and messed up. He was a man that lived at the corner of Suffering Street and Pain Lane. He was a man who knew what it was to suffer most of his life. 
Some of us go through a season of suffering. When Mephibosheth was a baby, someone dropped him and damaged both of his feet so that he was crippled and could not walk. Mephibosheth knew pain. And in addition to that, Mephibosheth knew separation because most all of his family were either dead or had been killed. And here is this one almost forgotten, one unable to do the things to provide for himself, one that was at the mercy of anyone that he could get to show a little bit of sympathy. And he lived with that concept, no doubt, in his mind. I will never be a farmer. I will never be a hunter. I will never be a warrior. I will never be a king. I will never amount to a whole lot of anything. What a predicament. His grandfather is dead. His father is dead. He has no one. And yet he lives on. It's been said that life is a series of goodbyes and hellos. People come into our life. Hello? And people exit our lives. Goodbye. Friends come and friends go. And the older you get, it seems like the more folks depart. Uh, it's the human predicament that we all live in. The friends do come and go. And those that say, I'll stick with you through the thick and thin. When the thick comes, they get thin. That's right. <laughs> but when we think about our lives, sometimes, sometimes, we're not that different than Mephibosheth. And we know people that are in circumstances and situations that we, we pity them. Our hearts go out to them. We, we wish we could change things. We wish we could do something but there seems to be so little that we can do and there's so many people suffering. And children sometimes. When children get dropped, somebody drops the ball. 
That's why we determined around here we're not going to forget our kids. Amen. Amen. We're not going to drop that ball. They matter. They're important. Yes, they are. And he might have just been a child. But that child would grow up. He would bear the name Mephibosheth. Which that, that hard to pronounce name, you ought to try to pronounce it if you had never. That name that's hard to say was kind of a hard name because it meant from the mouth of shame. You ever shake your head at things people name their kids sometimes? From the mouth of shame. You know, I don't care what folks look like or what others may think of them, name them, label them, what kind of stigma they put upon them. They matter to God. Yes, they do. Amen. And they are not forgotten by God. He knows their name. And sometimes we just put kind of like a mark on them. Like, you know, he's an ex-convict. Or ex-this or ex-that. Maybe an ex-alcoholic. <laughs> you know, some say once an alcoholic, always an alcoholic. But even, even if we reject that and we say they're an ex-alcoholic, we still just kind of attach that to them. That's right. Mephibosheth, from the mouth of shame. And to make matters worse, the place that he was from was named Lodabar. It's two words in your Bible, Lodabar. It literally means the place of no pasture. Where there's no pasture. It's a place where nothing can grow. It's a place where animals, livestock, cannot survive. The place of no pasture. Loaded bar. Nothing grows there. Nothing is expected to come from there. Sounds a little bit like a place called Nazareth. Amen. Can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Right? That's what they said? Yes. But I know someone from Nazareth. Amen. <laughs> Amen. You're saying tonight because of one that came from a place called Nazareth. Amen. <laughs> Glory. It really doesn't matter where you come from. My income doesn't determine my outcome. Amen. God raises up His best stuff sometimes from the other side of the track. That's right. Some of us could come from places that other folks thought was nothing. That's right. Yes. Yep. Yeah. You know what? Low the bar literally. Low means no. 
And debar means thing. No thing. Nothing. They named it that because there was no pasture there. But nothing. But some of us have come from nothing. But God has made something out of us. One day somebody came to get Mephibosheth and they said, Mephibosheth, the king is calling your name. Mephibosheth, King David is looking for you. He wants an audience with you. He wants to talk to you. That's what I'm saying tonight. It doesn't matter where you come from. I hear the voice of the king. He's calling my name. He's calling your name tonight. He calls me friend. He calls me joint heir with Christ Jesus. He calls me the inheritor of the promises tonight. I'm glad to know that there is one who is king, who is calling my name tonight. Amen. Bibbishith, you're going to inherit the promise. Bibbishith, you are the recipient of a promise made long ago. I'm thankful for the promises of God, aren't you? I'm thankful for some that I have read in the pages of this book. And I used to have a little little plastic box that had all these little cards in it that had verses on them, and every verse was a promise from the Bible. Amen. Now you can buy promised Bibles. It's a book that has all those scriptures that have promises. I have latched on to some of them. And claim those promises. I can't tell you how many times I have said, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. Amen. I have claimed that promise. Amen. But there have also been times that God has spoken into my heart and said, I want to do something for you. God has given me just an assurance that I'm going to do this, this is going to happen. You can have this if you want it. An evangelist preached, amen, one night. Amen, he, he, his, his last name was Rutledge. Some of y'all know who the Rutledges are. Amen, he preached a message one night that got a hold of me and drove me to an altar. And I prayed through to the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It was better than I ever dreamed it was. And I've been serving the Lord for a while now. That was 1976. But the promise just gets better the more I think about it. Amen. I'm thankful for the Holy Ghost. I'm thankful that it was for a 12-year-old boy. And I'm thankful it's also... Ain't none of your business how old. It's for me. It's for you. It's for my children and your children too. Amen. Hallelujah. The promise. God's promises. God's promises are a matter of inheritance. This this Mephibosheth called himself a dead dog. Who am I? A dead dog. That you would do this for me. No, Mephibosheth, you're not a dead dog. You got royal blood in your veins. Amen. You think about it now. His blood is flowing through us. I'm a child of the King. 
break out in a song. <laughs> praise God, praise God. I'm a child of the King. Amen. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. His promises are a matter of integrity. David said, I'm going to keep my promise. I made a promise to Jonathan. And I am not going to go back on my promise. If David would keep a promise, no matter what the circumstances played out like, don't you know that our Heavenly Father will keep His promises? Amen. In fact, he said, my word shall not return unto me void. My word's not going to come back empty. When it goes out, it's going to do something. When it goes out, something's going to happen. <laughs> when it goes out on a night like this, somebody's going to get strength that they didn't even know where it came from. Strength they didn't even know they could have. They're going to stand up under something and it's going to be like nobody's business. Amen. It's going to be like some kind of adrenaline come on them. Something come on them. Folks are going to say, where in the world did that come from? Where did you get that at? I'll tell you where it came from. My God keeps His promises. What the Lord, what thus said the word of the Lord, it's going to be. His promises have integrity with them. His promises are faithful. His promises are true. He's not going to go back on His word, my friend. He's a promise keeper. Yes, he is. Amen. His promises are a matter of inheritance. I'm glad. I'm glad that we don't just get to become servants of the Lord. I'm thankful for that. And that would be awesome. But I'm glad he said, no, you're not just going to be a servant. You're my son. Yes. He gave power to, to, to become the sons of of God. Yeah. That prodigal came back from the pig pen and he would he, he knew servants had it better than he did. But that heavenly father, amen, he put a robe on him, he put a ring on him, yeah. and he said, no, well, I'm not hearing any of that. I'm not listening to that. In this house, you are a son. Hallelujah. All of the things that go along with sonhood, all the privileges and all of the authority in that ring you're going to put on your finger. It says if you need something, you can go get it. I'm putting this on you. Amen. I'm thankful that the promises of God, they're an inheritance. It is something that we, we it's not like he said, I'm going to give it to you. He said it now belongs to you. Amen. And it's a matter of integrity because he is faithful. And it's also a matter of inclusion because you see, David said, I want you to come and sit at the king's table. There's all kind of folks that sit at the king's table. King's tables are big tables. I've seen some large families that had, they, they had to find a dining room table that was extra big, extra long, that they could all sit at that table to have their meals together. But the king's table, imagine that. He likes lots of folks to eat with him. There's always a large contingent of folks at the king's table. It's, it's, it's a thing of honor, honoring them to some extent and bestowing upon them an honor and a great privilege. 
to be able to feast on all the deities and the wonderful things, but also that distinct honor of eating with the king. Some were afforded that on occasion. Family members, it might be that they could always eat there. But King David says, Mephibosheth, you will always eat at my table. You got to remember, he's lame. He's crippled in both feet. He's a broken man. But the king says, come sit at my table. And when he sits at the king's table, nobody can see his broken feet. Nobody, nobody's looking at, 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 at the crippled legs. They're only seeing this individual who is sitting at the king's table. Right. He sits on equal status and equal ground with everybody else there. There may be brokenness in your life. You may be going through things right now that's breaking you. It may be that God has allowed some breaking and brokenness to happen in your life. But rest assured, he's got a place at the table for you. He's got a place for you to sit. And I hear the voice of the king tonight. And he's saying, I'm calling your name, Mephibosheth. I don't care what kind of mess has been in your life. I don't care where you come from and what your name is. Oh, I, I know you, Mephibosheth, and you're going to sit at my table. And when you sit at my table, Mephibosheth, amen, you're as good as anybody here. Amen. I have chosen you, Mephibosheth, and I've made a table that's big enough to cover your brokenness. That master carpenter of Calvary took a wooden cross, took an old wooden cross and fashioned a table and said, come and sit at my table. Come and dine with the king. Somebody tonight, amen, you need to grab hold of this. I've got a place at the table. Amen. I don't have to eat the scraps. God's got something for me. I may be second rate to somebody. I may have come from nothing, but it doesn't matter. The king said there's a place with a name on it. It's your place, and it's yours always at my table. Yes, Lord. There are things on the king's table that you've never tasted before. It's time to pull on up to the table. There are things at his table ain't nobody gets to eat except those that sit at the king's table. But you're a privilege tonight. You're not just anybody and you're certainly not a nobody. And you may have brokenness in your life and there may be issues and problems and things that you have faced and dealt with from the time you was a child, but his table is big enough. And at that table, at that table are all the things that people for life, health, kindness, peace. I'm talking about a table that has been spread. A fellowship didn't go out and get food to put on that table. With, with the things that were afforded him and the privilege 
of being in the presence of the king and eating at the king's table. I said he lived, he moved to Jerusalem because that's where the king's table was at. Uh, some of y'all need to move to Jerusalem tonight. Oh, oh. <coughs> Bless him, Lord. <laughs> Woo! That was good. feel my helper right now. That didn't come out of my notes. The Lord's speaking right now. He said it's time for you to move on down to Jerusalem. He's got a table spread. It ain't a place you get to go to camp with. It's not a place you get to go once in a while when Brother Jeff Morgan comes and preaches. He said I got a table spread. We eat here every day and you can eat here too but you got to come up at a lonely bar and say I'm going to the king's table. Yes. I feel the Holy Ghost telling me there's stuff on the king's table you had never tasted. Amen. It may seem like a simple illustration here tonight, but the Lord says taste and see. I'm good. He's got some stuff for you. He's got some things you've been missing. He's got some nutrients. Amen. Some things that will put fat on your bones. Health in your body. There's some things the Lord's got on his table. Amen. It's available every day of the week. Amen. But you got to get down to Jerusalem if you're going to eat at this table. Did I say down to Jerusalem? That's not what the Bible calls it. It's always up to Jerusalem. That's right. Always up to Jerusalem. I was reading the other day where someone went down from Jerusalem down to, uh, uh, was it Nineveh, Antioch, I don't know, north Syria, somewhere up there, went down to there. That's north. Sometimes we think north is up. Jerusalem is up. That's right. Jerusalem is up. There's some folks that think they got it pretty good. They live in a good life. Things are going well for them. I wish they'd hear this message tonight and realize I need to go up to Jerusalem. Yeah. Yes. 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 God's been good to you. You can sing with, with Brother March and say, man, he's been there. Amen. I wouldn't have known what, how good he was. Yeah. 
Oh, I can't. I don't know who it, who it was there. Amen. But but somehow I came in contact with my grandma and my grandpa, and they prayed them through to the Holy Ghost. Way yeah. back there, Big T, Arkansas, years ago. I look back down the road, and I thank God for all that stuff. Praise God. But wait just a minute. Wait just a minute. Come on. There's stuff on that table. Grandma never got a taste of it. I'm getting ready to taste it. There's stuff at his table that, that, that it ain't never happened in this church, but it's going to happen. Grandpa and Grandma preached it. My grandma preached some. But my, my grandpa was a pastor, and, and, and they... They, they did a work for God. And I, I, I thank God for my heritage tonight. I thank God for the things they stood for. I thank God for the things they accomplished. And their trust and faith in God. And what they taught their kids that made it possible for me to hear this message. But I'm going to tell you something tonight. Amen. As grateful as I am for that. I'm not going to sit here and look back there all the time. I know Big T wasn't nothing much. Amen. But that's where the roots are. And I thank God for Lodabar. But I'm here to tell you tonight, I'm going to Jerusalem. Hallelujah. Amen. Wrecked your mind now to much to some folks. Amen. But I'm telling you, it ain't wrecked it tonight. It's Jerusalem. Come on. Let God open your eyes right now to see that He's got a table spread. Even in the presence of your enemies, He will spread a table. Even with your brokenness, He says, come on up to the table. God's got something for you you've not tasted yet. His promises are faithful and true. I believe the Lord's talking to some of us right now and telling us, Amen. You need to get on up to the table. You see, we're praying and we're believing God for revival. But we're not looking back to say, God, you just, just you know, I, you did it once, do it again. I want God to do again things He's done in the past, but I'm believing for something bigger than Azusa Street. I'm believing for something bigger than Topeka, Kansas. I'm looking for something bigger than a 1950s revival in Rector. I'm looking for something that the Lord says, taste and see.
There's a place at the table that's got my name on it. That's right. That's right. And the Lord sent this thing. Yes. And he's saying, come now. He's not throwing a bunch of food out like a picnic and saying, well, everybody wants to come grab me a little something here. We got some hot dogs over here, hamburgers over here, grab me some mustard. As my brother fixed hamburgers the other day, cooked them out on the grill. It was like awesome tasting. We had all the trimmings and fixing them. And he just come on in, you know. No, this is different. This is different. Yeah. This, this, is, this is the king's time. Yes, that's right. Amen. Amen. I don't know if they have hamburgers at the king's table. Hot dogs. Amen. They got, I, I didn't know there was such a thing. They got Nathan Top Dog. My brother said, Look at my hot dogs. <laughs> Nathan Top Dogs. That's what, I, I heard that's what they sell at Sundays. And I had them. They're pretty good. They got Nathan Top Dogs has hot dog eating contests that are like big sport. It's like the Olympics or something. I mean, it's a big deal, you know. All that, this hot, hot dogs and hamburgers. And that's good stuff. I like hot dogs and hamburgers. And probably sometimes there's some of that kind of stuff too. I don't know, maybe there's some lonely sometimes. We called it round steak years ago. Here's the thing, the king's table has dandies and things. Amen, it has fresh stuff daily. Amen, it has, I, I mean, fresh chef made, chef prepared, amen, specific, he said, who, who's going to be sitting at the table today, well, oh, okay, okay, I'm going to fix up something that is just absolutely fine-tuned, made special to please them, to satisfy them, to provide for them, Amen. It's not going to just be old hat. It's not going to be the same thing we had yesterday and the day before. We're not talking leftovers here. We're talking about he set a special place and made a meal prepared just for that moment. And God is doing that for his children. He's got something to spend. He's got something with your name on it tonight. Yes, he does. The power of a promise. Give them a man from heaven. 
had a bump in the road. I, through the wilderness, provided the men from heaven, but the manna stopped when they got to the promised land because God wanted them to claim that promise. You've been blessed a time or two because you're on the peripheral. You were just part of the group and, and the Lord kind of poured something out and, and you're like, oh my goodness, this is, this is, this is so good. But, but God's invitation is I've got some promises for you that you can possess, that you can have every day. I, I've got some things growing. I've got some things planted. I've got some some fresh fruit. I've, I, I, it, it's all right here, seasonal. It, it's, it's just right. It's just the freshest stuff. It's the best stuff. It, it's available to you in the promised land. Amen. But don't just keep looking, reaching back there for, oh, I remember when. Amen. Those folks said, well, well, you know, uh, you had, uh, you, yeah, you fed 5,000, but I, I, I want, I want to see bread fall from heaven. He said, I am the bread from heaven. They're standing around looking great, waiting for a sign of some kind. And he said, you got what you wanted right here. I wonder how many of us are waiting on some kind of sign when the Lord has said, here's your sign. See your name at the table? It's for you. It belongs to you. You just got to step up here because I'm offering a spot yes. at my table. Yes. Amen. Jesus has the table spread where the saints of God are fed. He invites his chosen. Amen. Why don't you come to the front right, right now like you want it? Amen. Come on. I'm 